thank you so much. You've changed my life. Thank you for being kind. And because of your kindness, both of you and everybody else who donated, I learned that you have to be kind to others because you don't know how much you could affect somebody else's life. And you guys have changed my life in the four months. Thank you so much. Welcome to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. I'm Gloria Harrison, a TV producer living in New York. And I'm Carrie Clifford, an actor and writer living in Los Angeles. We first met in elementary school outside Boston. When I was part of a program that bused kids from the inner city to school in the suburbs. We're going to talk about privilege and disadvantage. And about what it's like to move from one world to another without really feeling at home in either. In this podcast, we're having conversations about race. And the awkwardness that comes with learning about people from another culture. Carrie, are you ready to meet the recipients? Let's do it! Let's get it! This is exciting. I know. And these two are, um, well, they just graduated from Boston Public Schools and they're affiliated with 826 Boston, which is an organization we love and um, we're so excited to partner with in this scholarship endeavor. And I mean, should we just go ahead and meet them, Gloria? Yeah. So please, let's welcome the recipients. All right, here we go. Woo! <laughs> ladies, let's welcome Mitch, Kurt, Magni. Did I pronounce your last name correct? Definitely, yes. Okay, <laughs> yes. Welcome to you. And Savannah Middleton. Hi. Yay! <laughs> Hi, ladies. Oh, this my is goodness. so great. Mitch Kurt, go for it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, my name is Mitch Kurt. Um, I've lived in Boston for over 12 years. I was born in Haiti, came here at five years old. Um, I just graduated from John D. O'Brien, and I'm going to Simmons University to study pre-med and biology because I'm trying to become a doctor. Yeah, Love it. <laughs> Love it. So cool. Congratulations. And Savannah, Savannah Middleton, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Savannah Middleton. I just graduated from the Jeremiah E. Burke High School, which is located in Dorchester. Yes! <laughs> and I was born in Dorchester as well. And I've lived in Dorchester my whole life. So that's nice. awesome. And I'm going to Bentley University, which I'm very excited about. Full ride. And yes, congratulations. Thank you. And that's I'm, amazing. Thank you. I'm not sure exactly what major I want to do specifically, but something maybe in entrepreneurship, maybe. Yeah. Doesn't Bentley have a really good like business program? Yes, they're known for that. Yeah, yeah right. They're a big business school. So. Oh, that's so great. And then Mitch Kurt, also you had you started a like a program at your school. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yes. Yeah. So me and my friends, Nyla Lynch and I, we started this club called Sankofa, where we basically allow students. Well, I came a little later in it, so that's what that's what caused me to become vice president because I was really interested. But it was actually my friend Nyla Lynch who started it with um her other friends. And so when I joined it, we basically allowed students and staff to come together and discuss um what it means to live in the black community and the difficulties that we face as um, um people of color, black people. And we also, um, we're part of Black History Month. We do what we can at the school to make sure that everybody feels comfortable and is able to discuss um, what is going on in their community and how we could help um, when it comes to mental health and just everything else. That's so great. I love that. And what did it mean to be a part of a program like that, to be a vice president and to know that you're starting something that can make a difference in your community? What did that mean to you? 
um it really allowed me to just I learned so much about it because before I joined the Sankofa I remember my friend was like Mishkar um hey I want you to um join this program where you basically learn more about your identity your black identity and at first I thought I already knew who I am like I'm Mishkar Maggie I'm born in Haiti but when I was part of the program I just I felt something it was really moving being able to understand the difficulties that um we actually face as black people and I learned more it was just I just it was just so moving and I just I just noticed that I wasn't as woke as I was before and joining joining that program I was able to help so many people and just learn about how um the world could affect you mentally and it was just it's just so beautiful sitting around my teachers learning about their lives and what they went through and what their parents went through what their ancestors went through and what my ancestors actually went through that I didn't know about so I feel like I walked out um out of the John D. O'Brien and the Sankofa club learning more about myself which was really great. And I'm really grateful for that. Oh, I love oh, that's that. that's so cool. And Savannah, <laughs> in your essay about social justice for the uh, scholarship, you talked about race and injustices. Talk to Carrie and I and our listeners about um, what that means for you when you think about that and you think about your essay. Yeah, so I recently was in a program that like kind of focused on educating the, the youth about like racial injustices. Because before, like, I think, before I joined the program, I like I I had like a gist of like the racial injustices and like everything that was happening with oppression and like in the law and stuff like that. But like after I joined this program, like I learned so much that I didn't even I didn't even wasn't even aware of these things. And like um just That's like- how I feel about doing the <laughs> podcast, Savannah. Yes. Like seriously, just like <laughs> Talking to Gloria on a regular basis about all these things that I like, I feel like an idiot that I wasn't aware of everything. No, don't say that. You no, know? but it's true. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't know, but sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I just, um, I kind of got an inspiration from like learning a lot about the oppressions and like, or the oppression towards minorities, people of color and everything, because I, like, of course, I knew about the, ra- the racial injustices and stuff, like I said before, but, like, just being aware of, like, exactly what's happening and how it's affecting me and, like, minorities and everything, I think is very important. And, like, I even saw it like, with my family because, like, half, like, my other side of my family are white. And my aunts, like, they constantly tried to, like, kind of downgrade and like say like oh well I don't think black people are going through anything they like mm. they have everything they need like I was like shocked like yeah. I'm like what I learned you would like I, I was just I was shocked and so many people can be unaware of all the injustices that are happening it's literally embedded into the system and the fact that not everyone or not everyone but like a lot of people are still unaware of that I think is very just it, it, need, it needs to stop and I yeah. really want to spread awareness on that. And I think it's very important. So, yeah. yeah. I want to say something to you. How do you young ladies feel about the fact that Carrie said she was unaware? But what she she might have been, she may have been unaware. But what's important is a year ago, she came to me wanting to be an ally. Right. And together we created this podcast and then together we created the social justice scholarship. When you think about that and you think about the fact that both of you are the recipients and you just were awarded ten thousand dollars. What does that do to your heart? And I want to start with you, Mitch Kurt. Tell us about that. Um, with this, I, I one thing I want to say, I'm really grateful. I'm so happy that you guys mm-hmm. decided to do this for us. And 
it's just it really just shows how it doesn't matter how late a person decides to like learn more about what's going on in the black community i'm just excited that it's good to become an ally and i'm just i think that it's a great idea and it has affected me tremendously knowing that i have people in my life who really cares about my education and cares about mm. um what is going on because because of this scholarship i'm able to go to college um for free this semester and i'm really grateful thank you so much oh, for it. oh that's so, so great wait and when you when you found out about it and you found out you were the winner talk to carrie and about uh, carrie and i about what that felt like that moment to learn that you are uh, one of the winners I was just, I was speechless. All I know is I just saw tears coming out of my eyes. I was just so, just so grateful because um, in the college process in high school, it's really hard because I applied to 15 schools. So it basically took my whole school year trying to figure out, am I going to get accepted, applying? Um, I really didn't get as much help as I, that I needed when it came to applying for financial aid and um, colleges. So I only had four months to get, you know, everything together and find a way because I have like 15, I had to pay 15K in debt, um, 15K, and I didn't know how I was going to do it in four months. And then next thing you know, I applied to the scholarship and it, it saved my life. So. Oh, you know, I'm probably going to cry by the time this is over. So just so you guys know, be ready. And and let's move on to you, Savannah. Talk to Carrie and I about what the social justice scholarship meant to you, to know that you're the recipient of $10,000. Yeah. um, Yeah. I was very (laughs) surprised. Like, I was very shocked. Like, and I was extremely happy. And I, I saw the message when I was in the car with my mom, my cousin, and my um, friend that I was like talking to them about this previously. And I like turned <laughs> around and I'm just like, guys, like, look at this. Like, oh. like, and I'm just like, like, I literally started shaking. Like, I was so happy. And I'm extremely thankful for you guys. And the fact that like, this is a scholarship, like, that, that like, I can't even talk. Like, I'm just so happy. Like, Thank you. And I can't even talk. I'm sitting over here with tears in my eyes because just like you guys went through something, Carrie and I did this in less than three months. We reached out to all of our colleagues, our friends, people who are fans of us from the podcast, people who are friends and said, you know what? We think you guys are crazy. You're going to do what in three months? Here's $50. Here's $10,000. Here's $5,000. Here's $50,000. And together, we did it. And so when it warms my heart to hear you guys say it brought tears to your eyes to 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 hear you Mitch Kurt say that you you if it makes you feel good to know that people care about you mm-hmm. And we want you to know that we didn't know what we were doing. We just know (laughs) that we were hurting about systemic racism in this country. My childhood friend right, who we talk about privilege and disadvantage, said to me, Gloria, I feel bad about what's going on in this country. And I told her I feel bad. And then I was like, okay, what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we do? So I am definitely going to cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud of you, ladies. And um, I think I'm going to give it to Carrie. Carrie wants to talk to you about <laughs> the process of uh, going to school in a pandemic. While well, I sit here and wipe my tears. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but Mitch, Kurt, you were touching on that. Uh, we Because Gloria and I were talking about this the other day, that you guys, not only like applying to school in any circumstance is challenging, stressful, whatever, but you guys had to do it during the pandemic. You had to spend your senior year on Zoom, like our hearts. I mean, I just, senior year is not when you're supposed to be like on a computer, you know? So, I mean, you guys just have risen above and I hope that everything's back to normal and you can have like you know, a normal college experience, but we, I don't know. Was that, do either of you want to talk about like that? Just 
this whole year being on Zoom at school, was it as terrible as we're thinking or not as bad or? <laughs> um, when it first hit us, when the pandemic started, I was in 11th grade and it affects me really, really, really um, tremendously because at first I would, my grades would be A's and B's and um, the pandemic allowed me, it just, as a teenager, you face a lot of mental issues. Mm -hmm. You got to learn about self-care. You got to learn about how to take care of yourself and especially living in a low-income family. Um, you barely find food at home. So going to school, that's where you find your breakfast. That's when you find your lunch and maybe a snack. But when school, when schools were closed, there's no food in the house and you just got to uh, hope that, uh, you know, you're like, you, you just need to find what you can. And thank you. I, thank you so much to my community who would you know on Mondays and Thursdays they would like provide food at a church or something and I would go running Aww. and then it was just it's really difficult but I learned over time that if I have to learn to love myself and take care of myself and it didn't get easier but it kind of like just little by little I just learned to you know manage my time and senior year I thought it was going to be easier but then you got colleges to go to you're stressing out um you don't know how you're going to get the money. You don't want to stress your parents out. So then it was just, it was really difficult. So that's why I'm really grateful that you guys did this. I'm really, I'm just, I'm Aww. Yeah, Aww. And, and you know, Mitch, so when, you, when you talk about low income, I can relate, right? I'm a recipient of reduced lunch. I am a product of Dorchester. I grew up in Dorchester, Massachusetts, and I went to this busing system with Carrie. So when I tell you I get it, I feel it, um, I truly do. And to know that my childhood friend, um, said, hey, I want to walk this walk with you. And here we are. We not only said we were going to do it, we put one foot in front of the other. We reached out to anybody who would listen. And I think people are going to be thrilled to know that we are paying it forward and mm -hmm. that guess what? It will live on in you and it will inspire you to one day pay it forward to you to one day say, you know what? Somebody helped me. Is there something I could do for somebody else in my community? You know, and it's not always about money. It's about maybe you, you know, reach back to someone who's a little younger in your, you know, in your community and see what you can do to help them. You know, and Savannah, for yeah. you, uh, do you share the same, you know, sentiments with Mitch Kurt or how was it for you uh, uh, during the pandemic? Um, yeah, I can I can kind of like agree with Mitch Kurt on that, because like when COVID first like came around, like it was completely like a, a huge shift for me and like like everyone around me, like we, I was not used to staying home at all. Like yeah. I was always out doing something with my friends or like in, in a program or something and like having to stay home and like not really get it, have like physical contact with your friends is like, it was like really difficult that alone. And then having to do schoolwork and like actually be focused on what we're doing. And like with all the distractions around me, like it was very hard to get my work done. I still did it, but it was like extremely hard, especially for senior year. Like yeah. we have so much to do and get done. And like the fact that we had to like, like the first, like actually more than half of it. Like I was just like very, like just depressed and sad. Like yeah, isolated, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was terrible. Like, it was, like, probably the hardest points in my life so far. So, <sighs> And listen, how do you feel to know that while you guys were struggling, somebody was thinking about you? Over 200 people who donated. If you could say anything to them, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, you are not my family. Thank you so much. I Aww. am most highly grateful. Because without you, I would have been suffering right now. I'm just... I I just, I don't know how I was going to do it. I really don't know. And I want to, I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. You've changed my life. Thank you for being kind. And because of your kindness, 
both of you and everybody else who donated, I learned that you have to be kind to others because you don't know how much you could affect somebody else's life. And you guys have changed my life within the four months. Thank you so Aww. much. Oh, that's oh amazing. my gosh, that is amazing. All right, now, Savannah, you ready? Can you talk that girl? 200 <laughs> people are listening. What do you want them to know about you and how you feel about this um, scholarship? I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for all of you guys' generosity, kindness, and amazingness. I am beyond grateful for the opportunity to receive such a large amount of money that will help me in the future and support me on my journey through college. Because being a low-income student, I honestly didn't really know how I was going to fluctuate during the year. And like this, having that opportunity for one was amazing. And then when I I saw the text, I was just like, like, (laughs) so grateful like I I plan to invest this money and over time build like the amount and like kind of like it's gonna be it's gonna help me with my foundation of my all to get all my goals and like that's crazy like I'm absolutely beyond grateful for you guys and I, I you are my family too Thank you. Oh, so, well, and listen I, to me. This is a moment, right, Carrie? We've been waiting for. I said yeah. I can't wait to to meet the students, and I am a hot mess because I fully am. Filled with tears, but what of joy. And to hear you guys say we're family now, like we love that. We wanted you to know that we care so much about paying it forward and get going directly to you because we know that whoever would receive it would appreciate it. And to hear you guys say that, that just makes me know that everything we did um, was worth it. Every struggle, every um, tear, <laughs> every uh, <laughs> frustration point that we met. We didn't give up. And Carrie, I just want to ask you while they're on the phone, what have you learned about yourself and about our podcast, you know, in doing this? Like, seriously, less than three months. What have you learned about uh, the two of us? I mean, definitely, like Gloria was just saying, you know, there were days where it was like we didn't think we were going to be able to make this money. And and then we would kind of rationalize it. Well, even if we only give them a few hundred dollars, it's something, you know. And but I set these goals that Gloria was like, we're never going to do it. I'm like, we're going to do it. We're not going to give up. You know, so that to me is like we were able to achieve the goal that we set out for. And it makes everything worthwhile. Like, I don't even think now about the struggle because to see you guys so excited and to know that we have been able to help you in your college career is it's makes it all worthwhile, you know, and you both are like such amazing women that we have no doubt this you were going to be <laughs> successful without this, but this just helps you. And if it takes a little bit of stress off, then ugh, it's all worth it. Absolutely. And, and I just want to end on this. What I've learned about Carrie and I is that we are very strong women and that we set forth. And like she said, she put this goal and I was like, we're not going to reach it. And we would go at it. I'm like, I can't, I, I don't want to fail. I don't want to let the students down. She's like, Gloria, we're going to do it. Stop. And I, I really would lose sleep because I didn't want to fail. I wanted to succeed. I wanted to pay it forward. Also, ladies, what I want to tell you is what I've learned about Carrie, of course, I've known her for a long time. I don't want to tell you because I don't want to age us. But when someone <laughs> comes to you and says they want to be an ally, when someone says that they believe in you and believe in your vision, what I've learned is to open up your heart because you never know what could happen. We've been friends, but I can tell you over the last year, I've gotten to know her better. And here's what I've learned. She's a woman of her word. 
So many people said to me, oh, your white friend, don't do all that talking about racism in America. Nothing's going to change. She's just here to say she's feel sad and then she's going to go away. Well, mm. girls, ladies, she's still here. <laughs> and we're still working it out. And Carrie, in front of Mitch Kurt, in front of Savannah, I thank you for your partnership. Oh, well, I thank you for pushing me and not giving up on me and us pushing each other to make well, this and, work. But I thank you too, because you've had to go to some hard places and you've, you know, had, you've been through things that aren't easy to talk about. And, and the fact that you were, you felt comfortable confiding in me and like having these open discussions, which obviously like a lot of people could listen to. That's a really hard thing. But I mean, in terms of like allyship, like Savannah and Mishkurt, like I want to be your ally too. And I, and I know Gloria does too. And, you know, sometimes it's hard out there to, even with race or without race, but it's just hard. Like you were talking about, you know, depression or whatever. And sometimes you just need people that have your back and we have both your backs. <laughs> yes. And here, I'll leave you with this. Surround yourself with people whose dreams are as big as yours, right? Find allies, find people that believe in you and you, it will change your mood instantly. Mm -hmm. And all you right. got to do is listen to the podcast. She's like, Gloria's crazy. Carrie's crazy. <laughs> you can get a laugh. You can talk. You can hear us talk about hardships. And you can also talk about how do we overcome? How do we say, you know what? We're tired of what we're both witnessing in this country in terms of racism and privilege in America and disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And I have helped Carrie to see there is uh, a big difference and there are disparities in this country, but that doesn't mean we have to stay in that. We together can win to help be a part of moving the needle and making the next generation um, a stronger and better. And I'm so proud of both of you. And hats off to 826. Yeah. Hats off to Boston Public Schools. Get it? Hats <laughs> off to Dorchester. Yep. Come on, Dorchester. <laughs> and Mitch Kurt, which town do you live in? Um, I live in Dorchester. Dor okay, come on. Come on, Dorchester. Come on, y'all, Savannah. Y'all can't see them, but they got their dance on. <laughs> Carrie's joining in. Carrie, you with it? Come on, girl. <laughs> She's with it. Oh, this is awesome. awesome. You've made you my night. You guys are the best. I know. You guys, you guys are, are the best. Amazing. Oh, oh, you guys are. You guys you are. You inspire me so much. Oh, Thank well, you, you. guys, you guys inspire you. us. Seriously. For anybody listening, if your kids get an application to a scholarship, apply. Yeah. If you have to write an essay, put your thoughts down and get it done. There are yep. some kids that learn the hard way that all you had to do was put your feelings in a couple of paragraphs. Mm -hmm. And some kids missed the boat. So congratulations to both of you. Yeah. Thank you. All righty. You, you guys so have a great much. night. Oh, yes. you're so welcome. Shout out to you guys because you guys made this possible. You guys are amazing. I love you, hard candy and fruit snacks. You guys changed my life. You are now my family. Love you so much. That's Thank awesome. you guys. You guys and just are so awesome. You, so you guys know why we call it that is in third grade, Gloria would bring like this she instead of buying lunch she'd buy candy at the bus stop she'd have this like brown bag of candy <laughs> she's like and, yes uh, yeah and i was i was like who's this girl that gets to bring candy to school and meanwhile <laughs> i had like you know yogurt covered raisins or whatever and so and we, we would, would like exchange. trade but yeah i would bring like now laters fruit roll-ups laffy taffy <laughs> all of that boston baked beans with my brown bag i'd be like girl what you want and all the kids loved it because they had all the real healthy snacks and i had everything that i probably wasn't supposed to have 
I would right. take my little 50 cents that I was supposed to do for my reduced lunch and I would go to the <laughs> local store and, you know, buy my candy. So that's where it came from. That's where we got the name Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. Wow. <laughs> I love you, Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. Yes, we love you too. Yes, Dorchester represent. Okay, we still. You heard? Period. <laughs> Period. We are so excited about this episode. We're about to talk to two people that are graduates from our high school, Whalen High School in Whalen, Mass. They are recipients of the Social Justice Scholarship that over 200 people contributed, and we were able to give these two each $10,000, which is so exciting. Yes. And Gloria, they're <laughs> Metco students just like you. Absolutely. So that's, uh, I got to be honest, I hold that so dear to my heart because guess what? I, I walk the walk. I am a former Mecco student of specifically Waylon. So mm -hmm. hats off to our recipients. Let's get it. Come on, yeah. Waylon. Come through <laughs> for me. I am so proud of both of you. Uh, we have in the Heart Candy and Fruit Snacks house, we have Rasid Parham, recipient of the Social Justice Scholarship, as well as... Cassie Cardoso. Yeah, yes. Let's get it. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are so excited to meet you guys. And congratulations. Uh, yes. And, and I want to ask you, and Rasita, I'll start with you first. Uh, when you found out that you were the recipient of the Social Justice Scholarship, um, talk to Carrie and I about uh, what that felt like. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I walked into that Metco dinner and I just heard a lot of people saying my name, saying, oh, you're going to have a great night. You're going to be really excited. And I was like... Uh <laughs> they, they were tipping you off to it? I was, I was being tipped off from like a week early. So the whole time I was like, what's going on here? I don't, I don't know. But honestly, I have to say, once I actually received the scholarship, it was kind of like relieving to know that all the work that like I've put in throughout these years and especially throughout these like last couple months have really paid off. And I'm like able to reap the benefits of what I've been doing for these all this time, you know? It's so oh, amazing. Congratulations. And where, where are you going to college? I'm going to Temple University in Philly. Congratulations. So cool. That's awesome. So that is amazing. so awesome. And, yeah. and I want to ask you, Cassie, I saw a little video of you when you received your award. And I want you to tell Carrie and I about that moment. I know how I felt when I saw you, but I want you to tell us what that moment felt like for you. Well, similar to Rasid's story, they, as soon as I walked in, everyone was looking at me smiling and they were all like, <laughs> Cassie, we're so glad you're here. It's a big night. <laughs> are the parents here? Are they here? And I'm like, yep, they're coming. That um, is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't, they didn't like give me any hints earlier. It was just that night. Um, but honestly, it was like the biggest surprise ever. I wasn't even thinking about that. Like I knew they were gonna give out scholarships and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I hope I get one. But I was not expecting this. And I'm honestly so grateful. And Cassie, I watched you lay on someone. Who, lay, who were you laying on and who was hugging you? That was my mom. She Aww. was very happy. She like called everyone like after the awards night, she was calling everyone. She called my brother who was sleeping like <laughs> the way in college. And she was like calling everyone, calling my dad because he couldn't make it because he was working. Um, so yeah, um, it was a great little support system I had with my aunt too. She was also there. Yeah, and I got emotional watching you lay on your mom. I said, you know, 
not only it speaks to what Rasid said, to be acknowledged for all of the hard work. And see, mm -hmm. here we are. We don't know you. We just know that we're proud of Waylon. We're proud of Mecco. I'm proud of someone that is is going there, you know, moving forward in, in their next step in their life. And that mm -hmm. I am from the same thing and that Carrie was a, a Waylon student. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a Mecco student. So to see you uh, receive these awards because she decided to reach out to me because she wanted to believe in helping to make America better. And, and, and to help try to begin to bridge the gap of systemic racism, for her to reach out to me, listen, less than a year ago, I would mm -hmm. say almost about a year, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like July. You're giving me too much credit, though. This yeah, is but, like very but, collaborative, and you agreed to talk, and it, you know. It's very collaborative, but it came from my white friend from Wayland, <laughs> who I felt like grew up privileged, right. and she wanted to talk to me about racism in America, and I said, no, I'm not with that. I'm hurting because I'm raising a black boy in America. I'm raising two black girls in America and I see what's going on. And so that being said, I'm not with all that. I can't help you because I'm trying to help myself. I'm trying to fix my family. So I was so hurt, not anything towards Carrie, but what was going on with George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, um, Breonna Taylor. And so to know that Carrie would reach out to me and that she didn't give up and that, yes, together we formed this collaboration with the Office of Ideas um, really warms my heart. And to know that you guys are going on to college, hats off to both of you. I know. And wait, Cassie, where are you going? Because didn't this change sort of where you were going to go or something? Or am I wrong? Um, so it was a bit of a complicated process, you know, leading up to that final May 1st deadline, but I ended up committing to Wheaton College in awesome. North Good. Congratulations. Thank you. So you're excited? That's amazing. Very excited. And yeah. does, does this help? Like, you know, were you stressed at all about how, about the finances? Like, does this help ease your mind a bit? Oh, it definitely helps big time. I really appreciate <laughs> it. This is a great help. And how about you, Rossi? Does it does it help you? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. One of the things that you talked about in your essay that Gloria and I have talked about too, but that you know that Black history is part of U.S. history, but we we're not taught it necessarily in school. You know, and like Gloria and I were just talking the other day about how like you know, there's all these things that are coming out now. And I'm like, why am I learning them now in my late forties? Why didn't I know about this massacre when I was in high school or whatever, you know? And I thought that was just like so interesting. And I love that, that we have you and people like you to persevere and hopefully make black history part of what kids are learning now. Yeah. Um, I actually did a, uh, internship with Metco a couple months ago called, uh, the Metco beat program. Mm -hmm. And we were, BEAT stands for Boston Equity Action Teams. So oh, that's great. We were, we were coming up with like problems that we saw in our community that we could come up with some type of finished solution at the end of our internship. And so that educational piece in, um, in like our suburban schools, how it's kind of missing that piece of Black history is what we kind of came up with at the end. And thinking of ways how it affected us as MECO students and how it could help our, um, like our, um, the suburban kids that go to these schools as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I want to ask you guys, so this whole essay, right, was about social justice. And I feel like you kind of answered it, Rasid, but also for you, Cassie, when you think of social justice and this initiative that we created, like, what does it mean to you? 
To me, it feels more like trying to create a better community for the future generations because we like never want to go back to the whole oh I don't want to repeat history but mm-hmm. obviously we see that happening over and over again so when I think of social justice I think of people that are willing to take their time to um, you know find the problems that we are dealing with with people of color and just anybody that is at that is dealing with hardships at this time and helping them so they don't have to feel left out. They don't have to feel excluded in a country where they should feel included. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yep. And yeah. Rasid, also talk to us a little bit for you about social justice. And it could be added on to what you already said. But uh, when you think of social justice, this initiative that Carrie and I started, uh, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I think kind of just based on what Cassie was saying, like taking the time to try and find change, like, you know, we have so many like historical figures, MLK, Malcolm X, like there are so many people that we can look back on that have tried to do things for social change, but it's up to us to implement those things that we see to try and make something better. Because I, I like to think now that every day, every new day is a chance to like make yourself better, do something better. And I think that can just go towards social justice as well. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Educating yourself on something every day, like reading a new article, something like that in, I don't know, educating someone who might have like ignorant ideas, honestly, like you can, it can be as small as you want, or it can be as big as you want, but mm-hmm. just any type of change can help no matter what. Aren't yeah. we lucky, Gloria, that they're yes. going to be like that, like leading <laughs> us in the future? Absolutely. I'm so proud. I'm like, yes, I feel I so proud about our connection to you. And we have yeah. two other recipients and I'm proud of them as well. They're from yeah. the Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan area. But you know what I'm saying, Mecco. You have <laughs> lived what I've been through. You understand. We can look at each other and be like, oh, I get it. You remember the cafeteria? I get it, right? You know, theater, the you know, the the, the track, everything. I did basketball. Carrie mm-hmm. did, you know, was it field hockey, Carrie? I did field hockey and I lacrosse. Guess. Gloria yep. and I both did plays. You know, we we were in the same halls as you guys. And were you both, uh, well, Cassie, I'll ask you first. How long were you part of the MECCO program? When did you start with MECCO? I started in the second grade. Okay, awesome. Yes. And, and Rasid, when did you start? I started in the first grade. So, yeah, so see, we share that. I'm like, yes, we were reading your essays and we were like, no, this is it. I'm like, this is it. He is the one. She is the one. And we were just (laughs) excited. And I got to tell you, and I want everyone to know that all of the students are from the inner city of Boston. So I hold it dear to my heart. But, you know, when I talk about Mecca, when I talk about believing in something better, your parents had the same vision as my parents. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is to give you something to help you get an education that would push you as far as you could go. Cassie, when you reflect back on like your Mecco journey, do you have positive things? Would you think it was a good experience? I do have positives because if I, this is something I also think about a lot, (laughs) (laughs) but if I stayed at my old school, I feel like I would have not been the person that I am today. Like I would not have experienced as many things as I have, have as many connections, relationships, and Overall, just like I would have had a smaller community still of those people. Yeah. You know, they're all just like me, but I wouldn't have been exposed to different types of cultures because I'm just in this tight knit environment. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and received, how do you reflect on your Mecco experience? I would definitely say that my Mecco experience was positive. Um, I would like, I would say that I've made lifelong friends kind of like um, you and Carrie as well to where I can't imagine like not talking to them in like the next like 20 years, just my foreseeable future. And I think I've just found like people where I can say that they get me not even just like Mecco students, some Wayland students, I'd definitely say like, I've made like lifelong friends, just like Kathy said, all the connections, all the opportunities. It's just, of course, there are going to be times where there might be some negatives, but the positives, I think, outweigh those negatives greatly. I think this, like, the relationship you two have is kind of like the perfect the perfect, um, I don't know, product of what Metco could be, you know? Because I look at Metco now and I see all of the other Metco students in my grade. And I think that together, like forever, we'll kind of be connected because of our experiences in the same like grade, same Metco and everything like that. But I feel a little bit less when it comes to the Wayland students. Obviously we're in the same grade and we'll be tied together forever, but it might not have the same strength but you and Carrie, I think the way you guys have connected over, like, it's been how many years? You didn't tell me. I don't, you know, <laughs> We're not telling. We're not telling. Tell you. <laughs> but just being able to come back together again and kind of rekindle the relationship you had and kind of talk about these important topics that I think Metco kind of pushes, but doesn't always execute to the best, like, possibility. Yeah. And I think just having that, like, yeah, the the brave spaces is like, it's so important. It's so important. I do feel so lucky, though, that I, I met Gloria, that I met other Metro kids, that it wasn't totally 100% white, you know, that and so that, like, I think that for both sides, it it enables you to meet people that are different than you. And that is a good thing and should be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And because of that, right, because of that, uh, us being in first grade together, we can have this conversation. We can pay it forward where over 200 people say, guess what? We believe in you guys. We believe in this initiative. And honestly, it brings me to tears to think that so many people said, hey, you guys are going to pay it forward to inner city kids from Boston. Here's $10. Here's $50. Here's $10,000. Here's 5,000. And together, all of that, we were able to award 21 students. So it's, you know, we feel good about that. I would just like to say, well, thank you so much. I think I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity and that I'm going to do all in my power to take this as far as I can. And I won't let the people down that saw something in us, you know? All right. And Cassie, tell us, like, if all the people that are listening, what would you want to say to the people who donated to make um, the scholarship possible? I would like to just send the biggest thank you and the biggest virtual hug ever, because <laughs> you would have told last year me that I would have been I would have won a ten thousand dollar scholarship to help me with school. I would have thought you were crazy. So I really appreciate it. It's really helped my family. It's I'm basically a celebrity in my family now because oh, of this. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. This was like the best thing ever. 
a great way to end senior year for sure. Oh, well, you guys are amazing. And we're so honored that we're able to help you in this way. And we hope that you guys stay in touch with us. If we can ever be a resource or, you know, write a recommendation or help you get an internship or whatever, like, please call on us because we we want and we want to track you guys and see what happens. And um, just I don't know, just rely on us, reach out to us. We're we're here for you. This was amazing talking to all the recipients. They are such wonderful people, but obviously this wouldn't have been possible without the Office of Ideas at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. And we're so lucky to be able to talk to two people from that organization. Absolutely. Coming up and listen, the collaboration is everything because without Office of Ideas, as you just said, without 826 Boston and hard candy and fruit snacks, where would we be? Collaboration? Come on, let's get it. Yes, welcome. Welcome. First, Dr. Andrew Marshall, uh, instructor of emergency medicine at Harvard and chair of the social justice. Welcome tonight. We're so glad to have you both here. Also with him is Jay Hall, program manager of the Office of Ideas. And it's your vision. It's believing in us and believing in the Office of Ideas that has placed us in this very moment right now where we can say, guess what? We did it. <laughs> we did it, and we are so grateful to be on this, um, doing this episode with you tonight because this is the the, the moment that we've all been waiting for, mm -hmm. right? We've worked so hard uh, over the past couple of months to achieve what some people, so many people said, how are you guys going to do it? How mm -hmm. are you going to raise $60,000? Including and, you, Gloria. Yes, you I said it. it too. Yes, in, <laughs> in less than three months. And so all in all, we were able to give 21 students scholarships, money. Yeah. money that would help them pay for their education towards uh, achieving a, a better opportunity in terms of uh, getting a degree. And, yeah. and that is something that we should all, you know, feel proud of. Yeah. So are you guys excited uh, as much as we are? <laughs> oh, super excited. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me and Jay on. Um, I mean, this has been a learning experience for everybody, but it's just been like incredibly cool to see us come together and, uh, and really pull this thing off. I mean, I had my questions about how we were going to raise $60,000 as yes. well, but uh, you know, you guys did an amazing job and it's, it's great to see the final result. Yeah. yeah and, and thank you. And, and Dr. Drew, I want to first ask you from the office of ideas, um, you along with the program started these spark grants. Um, and I want to talk about that. What was your hope in starting these grants uh, for the community at large in Boston? Um, first of all, I want to take a second to kind of shout out to the Department of Emergency Medicine, who funds the Office of Ideas. Um, they really have kind of invested in us uh, taking these ideas um, and, and, and kind of bringing them to com the community, bringing them to our internal Brigham community. I mean, the real goal of the SPARK grants were to empower faculty and staff uh, in the emergency department to tackle issues in one of three large buckets. Um, one was diversity and inclusion, one was health equity, and the third was social justice. Um, over the last year, I've had the uh, honor of serving as the chair for social justice for the office. Um, and when I think about social justice, I think about kind of like making amends in the community for kind of the historical injustices, um, really breaking down the structures in our society that contribute to structural racism. The fact that you guys even thought of us is amazing because, you know, I mean, Gloria and I like to think of ourselves as doctors, but we're not. <laughs> um, but that Jay, like you had listened to the podcast and for some reason you thought, oh, we should get them to have one of the grants. I mean, I don't even know how you got from A to B. 
the Office of Ideas was started in July, almost a year ago today, and then we had our official launch in September. And as Drew mentioned, we have three different committees, the health equity, the social justice, and the diversity and inclusion. And so as we were trying to create all the initiatives for each committee, you know, it came to the social justice. And, you know, one of the aims was to foster equal distribution of opportunities and privileges in our hospitals and our communities. You know, we want to remove barriers by addressing the social determinants. And so, I'm like, we was doing all the hospital initiatives. I'm like, how can we reach out to the community? And so one of my lovely nights when I couldn't sleep, you know, after the <laughs> children go to sleep, <laughs> yes, my me, my me time, um, I put my podcast on and I try to go to sleep. And then I came across heart candy and fruit snacks. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen to this fruit snack. I'm listening to heart candy fruit snacks. It seems interesting. You know, it's a black woman, white woman talking about disadvantage and systemic racism. Like, here we go, right? Well, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, but then I start listening to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. Like, this is, I couldn't even, I jumped up. I listened to almost every episode that night. Aww. Forget going to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, I need, awesome. to to, I need to talk to um, Andrew about this. I need to talk to Emo about this, who's the, the vice chair for the office. And I'm just like, I have to talk to them about heart candy and fruit snacks. The African proverb says it takes a village and growing up in the black community, that's all I knew, right? Auntie was watching the kids when mommy was at work. The neighbor was watching. You knew the guy at the corner store. That was a village. Well, I'm excited about the village that we're doing today. It's a Marden village. It's mm -hmm. a collaboration with the Office of Ideas, with 826 Boston, with Heart Candy and Fruit Snacks, and over 200 people who came together and said, guess what? I believe in the Office of Ideas and their initiative. I believe in a black woman and a white woman coming together and finding a brave space to talk about things that most people are like, girl, y'all didn't just go there. <laughs> we went there. And Dr. Drew, uh, the recipients, and to you, Jay, the recipients are all products of the inner city of Boston. How does that incredible reality align with your team's vision for diversity and inclusion? One of the things that you hear about a lot uh, in Boston, for better or for worse, is that it has some racial divides. Um, and, you know, I think this opportunity to really kind of dig deep and give back to some of those communities that have been hurting, especially have been hurting during the pandemic and help shape what I hope to be like future leaders out of those communities. I think that that like means a lot for our office and, and hopefully, you know, in the future, they'll have like a kind of a, a good idea of, of the Brigham. And then, you know, uh, in the future, we can kind of use that to build better relationships and take better care of them and, and everybody else in their community. I know that you've touched the lives of these recipients and I want you to know you touched my life too. Mine too, And, yes. and we, we are, Carrie and I, we are stronger together. We came out of this stronger than I ever imagined. And um, we proved that, listen, when you put your mind together and you work together for greater change, you can do anything, um, the sky's the limit. Right, because it takes a village. Absolutely. Come on, girl. Get it. <laughs> that Martin Day Village. We are so excited to have built this relationship with you guys, and we, we hope we can uh, keep doing stuff like this for years to come. Yeah, I love uh, it. Thank you so much. This episode was sponsored by the Office of Ideas. An initiative of the Brigham and Women's Hospital Department of Emergency Medicine. Which fights for inclusive, accessible, high-quality health care. For everyone! You've been listening to Heart Candy and Fruit Snacks with my mom, Gloria. And my mom, Carrie. This episode was produced by Frank Bolita, Carrie Clifford, 
Gloria Harrison, and an ACL joint production. With the music by Alex Skolnick Trio. Check them out at alexskolnick.com. Tune in next time to hear more from our moms. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.